This is the All The More Podcast, where we are continually searching out scriptural truths all the more. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Levi Moore, and I'm joined by my co-host and brother, Aaron Moore. I would like to thank you all for listening. This week, we'll be looking into the topic of some giants, Noah and the Flood. So let's see what God has in store for us today and dive on into his word. Well, hello all. We are uh, glad to be back with you, especially after this uh, Christmas season. We just uh, want to uh, wish you a belated Merry Christmas. And uh, and you know, starting starting with this episode, we'll be doing a, uh, a weekly release. So we will uh, talk to you again uh, after the new year. So uh, happy new, early new year to you. Um, this week, we're going to be looking into uh, in, into the, the, the flood, uh, you know, the catastrophic flood with Noah Um and uh and and how 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 God used that um that event to bring about his ultimate good. So um let's go ahead and and uh, get started here in um in Genesis or actually excuse me in Hebrews 11 um verse 7. Yeah, by faith Noah being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen in reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness that comes by faith. That's that's a uh, seven and eight. No, that's a. Uh, I guess it's all one verse. Yeah. Verse seven. Yeah, that that was all the seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that, that one kind of kind of has some, long. Has some length to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so uh, uh, again, you know, with Hebrews eleven, we we were continuing with this idea of, of of faith and how how faith impacted the lives of these men. Um, so you know, it starts off saying, you know, by faith Noah being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen. Um, you know, j- just as with you know, verses one and six and and Hebrews eleven, you know, just as they deal with with faith, that, um, faith in things that are unseen. You know, Noah he had he had never seen um, that this catastrophic flood that was going to be coming that God was talking about. He'd never um, he had never you know even seen rain for that matter. Uh, and so he, you know, uh, he, he had faith that, you know, and, and trust in God that, that it was coming. And so, you know, God gave him 120 years, uh, as we'll see here in a little bit, uh, and, and back in Genesis 6, gave him 120 years to get his, get his affairs straight and to get his, his ark built. Um, and, uh, and so anyhow, you, you during that time, um, you know, Noah also, you know, went, went, went around and, 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 you you know, I mean, obviously, people will be his neighbors would be wondering what in the world are you building, you know, uh, and, and so they would probably ask, and he'd tell them, and so he, you know, he he told them about the the the, the coming flood, the the catastrophe that was had yet to, to come yet, and so uh, you know, by, by them not believing what he said, he condemned, you know, that was him condemning the world, it was him condemning them um, just by their own non belief. Um, and so, you know, that's how he became, as it says in, in verse six here, or excuse me, verse seven, uh, and became an heir of, of the righteousness that, uh, that comes by faith. And, um, the, uh, I think it's second Peter two, five, let me see here. Um, second Peter two, five says, uh, if he, you know, that is God, if he did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness, with seven others, uh, when he uh, when he brought a flood upon the world uh, of the ungodly, yeah. So, so you know, it, it, 
uh, I know that's an incomplete sentence, but you know, uh, Noah there is referred to as a herald of righteousness. And so this, this herald of righteousness, he becomes an heir of righteousness. Um, he, he, he becomes the, 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 uh, the one who is, um, you know, loved and protected, uh, by God, um, because of his faith. Um, so, uh, what, 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 what do you have to say for yourself, Aaron? Uh, one thing, well, it talks about error of righteousness, and I think there's a direct correlation between, uh, or you can see the Noah's, Enoch and Noah both were said, the only two men in the Bible said to walk with God. And uh, it's also interesting, the correlation between you can see from Noah is almost like a, I mean, the, the, the I don't know, I don't want to say his representation or condition, but Noah is, is like the modern church in the sense that uh, we are, modern Christians are going to be the heirs of righteousness and the children of God. And we're also living in a world that is full of wickedness, violence, and uh, open rebellion against God. And people look at us almost like, no, you know, why are y'all wanting to live this way? You know, because we're being peculiar people. But uh, we're almost building the ark or, or getting ready to go into the ark, which is a uh, could represent Jesus. And, uh, and I was just, I was reading some stuff and it was talking about Enoch, uh, could be like the, I guess, pre-tribulational church, uh, this, this also taken up and then Noah, you know, he abides in the ark or lives in the ark for that time. Then God's judgment comes in the flood and then he is released or he's, you know, comes out and then, you know, that'll be almost like the millennial reign. Right. But, uh, anyway, I did see that. I just want to read where it says here, and uh, where it says that he walked with God, as is Genesis chapter six, verse nine. For anyone interested, it says, "These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God, and Noah had three sons: Shem, Ham, and Japheth." So I just, I just want to throw that out there for anybody. Yeah, as you said, Noah and Enoch were the only two men that that, that are said to have walked with God. You know, uh, yeah, that. And, and you you pointing back to last week, uh, you ha- or, or or last episode rather, um, how we you know, you you're talking about how uh, you know going through all all the people that you know from Adam to Noah it says you know so and so you know uh, you know lived seventy years had a son and then died you know they lived seventy years had a son and then died and it was just you know, in this endless cycle, um, and then. You know, come down to Enoch, and it says, you know, and he walked with God, and and then he was not. You know, he never saw death, uh, and then the cycle starts back up. You know, they had a son, lived, and then died, um, and uh, and so now you know, it's it's you know refreshing to see in this in this passage here in chapter six, verse nine, where you know, it also says that Noah walked with God, and that he just didn't live, have kids, and die. Um, well, you, you know, uh, um, it. If we start real quick in uh, in in the start of verse uh, start of chapter six, we can kind of look at um, just you know see 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 how, how things unfold here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read um, verses one through through eight. Um, so it says, uh, when man began to reply to multiply on the face of, of the land, and the daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of man were attractive, and they took as their wives any that any they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His days shall be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God 
came into the daughters of man, and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. The Lord saw that the wickedness of the man or of man uh, was great in the earth, and that every intention of their hearts, or excuse me, of their of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man uh, whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Very briefly, uh, I, I want to touch on the whole uh, Nephilim. Um, briefly. <laughs> Well, we, we we can get we can get really really off in the weeds and derailed on this one because you know, th- there's there's very limited um, information on them and 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 really uh, the what they what it which theory is right ultimately does not hold a whole lot of 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 value because all, you know, there's no way for us to know 100. Um, percent So that, that's why I'm saying briefly. Is just to, you know, to, to mention the the Nephilim real quick, um, but uh, the so it says here you know, in, in in verse four that the Nephilim were on the earth in, in those days. Well, Nephilim means fallen angels, right? In Hebrew, or fallen ones. I mean, yeah, the the uh, uh, ne- ne- Nephilim is uh, uh, fallen ones. Yeah, so the uh, uh, the it says in, in verse four that the, the the Nephilim were on the earth in those days. Now the 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 Nephilim, uh, you know, there's a, a theory. There, there are two two theories really, um, you know uh, the according to um, what's it called uh, to Unger uh, Unger says that the the Nephilim are considered by many as giant demigods, the unnatural offspring of the daughters of men, you know mortal women, in cohabitation with the sons of God or angels. This utterly unnatural union, uh, violating God's created orders of being, was such a shocking uh, abnormality as to ne- as to necessitate the worldwide judgment of the flood. So that that that's um, one one theory, um, and 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 in my in my opinion, that is the correct theory. Um, some people will argue against it against argue against that theory because they 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 say that um, that you know. Uh, uh, angels cannot reproduce. Well, it doesn't necessarily say that in Scripture anywhere necessarily. I mean, you, uh, G- Jesus does say that that that, that uh, they are n- n- neither given by marriage, or or they they neither marry or are given in marriage in heaven. But that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that they are un- unable to reproduce. But 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 you know they they took on they can take on 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 fleshly form when God. And and the two angels came to see came to see Abraham uh, uh, under the oaks at Mamre, uh, you know, prior to them going to uh, to Sodom. Um, you know, the the angels were in fleshly form, and then the sa- the same two angels that were in fleshly form there, they went on to Sodom, um, and so they are able to take a, a, a physical form. But yeah, who, who knows one way or the other if they are able to reproduce? Which again, that's kind of off in the weeds. Um, but the 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 other theory. Is that uh, the 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 daughters of men refers to the daughters of Cain, um, you know, the ungodly line, as it were, and then the sons of God refers to the um, refers to the, the 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 sons of Seth. So it it it, it you know, refers to the the godly and ungodly lines of of, of humanity 
you know, mixing. Now, I don't necessarily see how how that could have much of an effect in this case because I mean, you know, judging the whole world, you know, sin is sin regardless, and everyone sins. So that you know, th- there's no indication that Seth's line you know, stayed sinless because I mean that th- that that would be impossible, right? I mean, uh, you know, because we are human. So I, I don't know. I don't know how that would um, how that theory would 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 be justified. Um, but either way, uh, you know, th- th- those are, are the two theories. Um, that I'd like to point out in in chapter five, you know how it goes through the whole uh, chronological or the the uh, genealogy yeah. from Adam to Noah. You know you can see uh, just like in a where is it the genealogy from Jesus to all the way back. Uh, you know, th- these genealogies are used to prove that they're a, 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 in the line of a king or, you know, in the right. line of an heir to the throne or whatever. And so if you go from Noah back to Adam and, and, and right previously in chapter five, it's, I think it's there specifically to prove to the, to the reader and everyone, everyone else that Noah had not been uh, corrupted. His, his genes had not been corrupted by another line, whether it be, fallen angels or anybody else because it simply says that he's pure all the way back right and uh something else to point out is that noah's son uh ham is the father of the canaanites the egyptians and uh uh, generally all the enemies of israel throughout the rest of the book of genesis are ham's descendants and um and it's worth mentioning that that uh i'm pretty sure that the line of those Nephilim people was in Ham because, uh, and I may be going off on a limb here, but because uh, the Canaanites were, were giants, it says. And, uh, yeah, that, because those, it, those, it are says, the, those are the, uh, uh, the, uh, sons of, uh, sons of Anak or the, uh, the Anakim, which that's what Goliath was. Right. I mean, and you know, then they've people i mean the nephilim were giants right and, and they, they found archaeological proof they found bones skeletons complete people over there in that middle eastern area and uh supposedly they found some here in north america i mean this is a whole other deal but actually uh giant like nine foot ten foot tall skeletons with red hair still attached to the top well yeah i mean th- and, th- th- there was one up in uh i think it was up in darien Either Darien or, or some t- somewhere in downtown Brunswick, yeah, like you know, uh, that would be Darien, Georgia, to our listeners. Yeah, yes, Darien, Georgia, yes, um, or downtown Brunswick, Georgia. One, you know, one of those. So you know, I think it was Darien, though. Right. So I mean, there are. I mean, people th- like is this the whole Nephilim theory of being, you know, talking about men of renown or they're they're big people, and um, and so that's why God wanted to wipe them off because. Uh, there in chapter six, talking about you know the line of man had become impure and violence had been happening, and uh, and he saw that he's basically restarting to like to get all that old DNA or that old lines of people out of the right human genome to go forward. Except it did go through uh, Ham, but anyway. Right, but but see now that, that that's precisely why I was saying that I don't I don't agree with the 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 second theory of of the sons of or the yeah the sons of Seth and the daughters of Cain um is be, you know, because you know uh from the from from the beginning you know you know Satan or Lucifer you know, knew that he was he he was fighting a losing battle but he didn't know how God was going to bring about the the um the redeemer you know that that that, that were promised in Genesis 3:15 and so really uh uh you know 
Satan does a, you know, uh, for, for lack of a better phrase at the moment, a Hail Mary attempt at, um, at trying to you know, thwart God's plan. So he, he, he comes at, 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 you know, first at trying to, uh, uh, ruin the, ruin the bloodline that was going to bring about the, the redeemer. And so how, how is he, how, how would he do that? Well, he would, he would make, he would make an, uh, an abominable, um, uh, he would get his, his demons, his, his cohorts to, to, to do a, uh, an abominable act by you know, impregnating, you know, you know, the majority of the people on the face of the planet or the women anyways, and, and, and making, you know, um, corrupted children, corrupted peoples. And, uh, so I, I don't know, you know, that, that, uh, and, and, and of course, you know, Noah's line was not corrupted. Now, after the flood, you know, um, you know, that, you know, demons were still around, you know, so they, they very well could have, you know, done, done the similar, the similar theme or the similar act as they had done prior to the flood, because, you know, they, the, the demons themselves, they are not, um, they are not mortal as we are when it, when it comes to fleshly bodies. But I don't know that, that, that's just kind of one of those, um, one of those topics that or th- theories that we, we can neither prove nor disprove with the evidence we have, but it's definitely you know, worthy of discussion anyhow. But uh, you know, now, now that we've kind of talked about the, the, the Nephilim in verse six of chapter six, you know, it says, and the Lord regretted that he had made man on the, on, on the earth and it grieved, grieved into his heart. So, you know, that, um, what, what, what are your thoughts on that Aaron on the, the, on what it means for, for the Lord to regret doing something? Uh, I think like in other Old Testament passages and things, it'll, you know, God, he'll be ready to send out his judgment on his people or a group or a person or whatever. And, um, and it, you know, human or humans can repent of their sins because of their wrongdoings. But like in times in the Old Testament it says God repented, it's not meaning that he was unjust or he was sinful of any kind. It's more like uh, he had a change of, of heart or, a, or either he withheld judgment a little bit longer or, you know, like in this case, he was upset that he made the earth and he was regretting it because of the sin and the violence and all these things. But then kind of like in the, like in Sodom and Gomorrah or, uh, other places, you know, he found somebody, which would be Noah and, uh, saw that he was righteous. And so he, I guess had a change of heart instead of killing every, or letting everybody go, he would allow Noah to, uh, go to the, you know, to avoid the judgment. So, uh, either way, God's eternal plan and his judgment was fulfilled for, you know, the wrath of, or the fulfillment of, uh, I guess the wrath for these other people's sins and everything, but he spared Noah. Right. Well, you know, the, the, um, you know, to, to us, you know, in our, in our human minds, you know, we, we might see this, um, see this, this regret, you know, as it's translated, here uh, as being you know some arbitrary change of mind on God's part um, but really it, it it's a it's not God changing his mind because you know you know God is holy so he must act in a holy manner and react in in reaction against sin and that reaction is taking out and removing and blotting out that sin you know you know or, or the 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 committer of that sin um, so uh, you know, in the case of the whole world being being sinful, his reaction must be, "I have to wipe out the whole the whole world." Um, but um, you know, here, you know, w- w- uh, when God sees the uh, the lack of wickedness uh, in 
in um, in Noah, and that's not to say that that Noah was perfect by any means, but he was certain. But his intentions were not continually evil and continually continually against God. Um, his uh, you know, with God finding Noah and, and his and his lack of wickedness, he, his response uh, is one of, of favor and and one of of, of uh, protection. As it says here in verse eight. You know, it starts off with the word "but," which anytime you see the word "but" in Scripture, go ahead and and you know, think in your mind. You know, it should be a red flag saying, "Oh, look! Everything before this, you know, is the opposite of what is about to be said." So, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. You know, you know prior to that verse eight, everything you know is talking about the doom and the gloom, and God's going to wipe everything out. But you know, but verse eight says, "But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord," and so that favor. Uh, also known as grace, um, you know, which was given given by his by his faith um, in God. You know, no, Noah was spared and and his family along with him. Yeah, I'd like to make a some uh, talking about Calvinism slash provision or or not not slash but or, or provisionalism. You know, there's so many times where God uh, makes a provision. You know, His holy and righteousness and His need for things to be just will be satisfied, but uh, he always for people who have faith in him or, uh, and more currently have faith. Well, I guess people who have faith in him and his promise of a coming redeemer or in our case, a already come redeemer, you know, he makes a way just like right now, you know, he was wanting to clean off the face of planet, but he made a way for Noah. He told him to build an ark and I'll spare you. And just like the, the uh, Hebrews coming out of Egypt with Moses and they come to the Red Sea and, you know, they're about to face impending doom, but he made a way. Uh, he gave them a provision to get across the Red Sea to uh, to escape death and destruction. And, you know, by the Egyptian army, just like modern day Christians, you know, we're we're up against the back of a modern day Red Sea. The Red Sea being our sin and our eternal uh, damnation and separation from God. But he also makes a provision or makes a way, uh, just like he did with Noah and the ark, just like he did with splitting the Red Sea. Through Jesus Christ, we're allowed to get to the other side and uh, escape judgment, not because we are better than anybody else, but simply because, uh, just like Noah, he had faith and uh, he said he walked with God. And so, and, and the other people didn't, even though they had an opportunity, because as Noah was building this ark for how many years was it? Uh, 120. 120 years he was building the ark. And so surely his neighbors and everybody else come over there and saw him building this ark, beating on it and everything. And uh, surely they asked him, you know, what are you doing this for, you know? Right. And uh, he probably told him, you know, hey, I'm building an ark because of flood because God's going to judge the whole world. And they all probably looked at him like he was an idiot and laughed at him and, <laughs> you know, ridiculed him and went on about his business. Just like that is the same thing about Christians. You know, if we're building our ark, so to speak, or we're doing God's work or we go to church on Sunday and we're trying to do things of God, you know, these other, just like the other people back then had a chance by seeing Noah's actions like his almost like his witness in the fact that he was doing something because he knew the judgment was coming mm-hmm. so should people on this earth you know we're supposed to, the christians are supposed to be the salt and the life so they're seeing us do these things and they're hearing what we're saying and our warning of a coming judgment meaning the end of the world or the end of your life and um and so everybody that's why everybody can be held responsible because everybody's had a chance uh to see well you know, if, if you look at um you know uh, a lot of scandals that, that that have gone on throughout the years. Um, you know, whenever 
whenever a some, some celebrity um, or athlete or whoever you know gets caught up in some in some sex scandal, you know it it may, may, may be you know headline news for you know a day or two, and then people stop talking about it because that's kind of expected of them. But then as soon as as a you know semi well known pastor or some well semi well known Christ, Christian of some sort uh, gets caught up you know caught up in in, in, in a similar situation. Uh, and gave in gave in to the temptation of sin. Uh, you know I mean, that that's all people will talk about. I mean they, they they make that headline news for a week or two. You know and, and everybody's you know you know, it, it, and so you know that that just goes to show you that um, that the world is watching constantly. You know they they are watching for for us who um, many of us you know we 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 put on airs of of uh, of superiority and superior righteousness, but. Even though we shouldn't, but um, you know they they are watching and, and waiting for us to slip and fall, you know, because you know they, they they really they want us to slip and fall, you know, because you know since since we have that whole bad attitude, you know. And also, I think to to uh, like deflect the blame or deflect their own guilt because if they see us do it, they're like, oh well, I don't have to be, I don't have to be a good person because right. those Christians even they screw up, so it's kind of like a you know, we're a scapegoat for other people. Yeah, yeah, as we, far we, as you know casting away their own guilt you know yeah we, we, we're, we're kind of kind of their uh their their t- uh, ticket out of jail or get out of free get out of jail free card um yeah. uh, let, let's go ahead go ahead and and look at what uh what Noah was building real quick uh and if we look at um starting in in verse uh verse 15 it tells us you know starting there 15 to um 15 to 16 uh, it, it tells us, you know, the size of uh, of the ark. It says uh, this is how you are to make it: the length of it, the length of the ark, three hundred cubits; its breadth, breadth, fifty cubits; and its height, thirty cubits. Make a roof for the ark and finish it uh, to a cubit above, and set the door uh, of the ark in its side. Make it, uh, make it with lower, second, and third decks. So, uh, you know, a a cubit. Uh, you know what was a was a fairly common unit of measure, uh, especially in the ancient world, um, and a cubit is is generally accepted as being uh, being uh, eighteen inches. Uh, it, it was the the distance from your elbow um, from your elbow to the um, to the tip of your middle finger was generally the the accepted value of a of a cubit, um, and so uh, with it being with the art being 300 cubits uh, in length that means it would be 450 feet um which you know a uh, a football field is you know 330 feet or 100 yards and you know that's just the actual playing playing area and then you've taken into account the end zones you know that this this uh this arc is still longer than than the than the football field including the end zones um then we have its breadth or its the width of it is um uh, 75 feet uh, wide, and it's going to be uh, 45 feet tall. Uh, and so this, you know, that that's a fairly large, a fairly large ship. And and keep in mind too that here's Noah building this ship by himself for the most part. I mean, you know, his sons, I'm not, I can't remember how old his sons were when he started building it. Um, I I believe they were a hundred whenever uh, whenever the flood finished. So um, they. They were probably, you know, I guess whenever he he started, they were at least around for, they were around for at least, um, you know, a hundred years of it, you know, alive that is. So anyhow, um, 
you know, he had had some 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 help along the way with when his sons came along, but his the the um you know, got God told told him to bring in uh you know uh, seven pairs of clean animals um as it says in in, in verse in chapter seven um verses two through eighteen. Uh, it says, you know, taking uh, seven pairs of clean animals and one pair of unclean animals, um, and 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 so he he was going to you know take in all all the kinds of animals that are on the face of the planet. That doesn't mean that he takes in every single animal under the sun on the on the on the uh, on the ark, but he takes in all the different kinds of animals. Um, it's just like you know we have uh, I don't know how many uh, breeds of dogs we have today, but but you know. All dogs have a a uh, genetically speaking have a uh, very very similar makeup to a wolf. You know, so even your teacup Chihuahua um, is a miniature wolf genetically speaking. Um, and so you know, all, all all he had to have were just enough kinds of of animals to reproduce um, the rest of the of, of the of the animals on the face of the planet. Uh, and that includes the dinosaurs too. You know, the dinosaurs were alive at this time, uh, and were alive following this time. Uh, and and you know, the very very few of the and it doesn't say that he he brought in you know fully matured what adult dinosaurs. Well, how did they survive? The top of the tallest mountain was under fifteen cubits of water. Well, so as far as the mountains go, it you know it doesn't say that the, that the mountains were as tall as they are today. Um, you because know, because you know when the when the flood came. You know, you know, uh, the 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 uh, tectonic plates they they were split like that. Uh, they were you know split open, um, and so uh, what, what, you know when, when all the waters you know cleaved forth from the deep from that point that the, there was you know a, a great movement of the tectonic plates and then ramming into one another you know drove the mountains higher and higher th- uh, than they were before. Um, and yeah, and so that that whole process went on as as the floodwaters um, uh, as the floodwaters were receding. I mean, it didn't, that part of it didn't necessarily happen overnight. The, you know, the, the 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 raising of of the mountains higher than they were to begin with. Because I mean, there were some some mountains and things beforehand, but they weren't like today's mountains. Also, I don't know how anything survived the flood if if they unless they were twenty feet or thirty feet tall. Right, but but I'm saying that 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 you know. Even those, you know, the brachiosaurus and bronchiosaurus or whatever, you know, that are, you know, 30, 40, 50 feet tall or whatever, even those guys start off as a small baby dinosaur. And it was only on the, you know, they would only be on the ark for a year um, because it was only 370 something, yeah, 370 something days uh, that that, that everybody was on the ark. So, um, you know, all they had to have was, you know, a small baby dinosaur. Or Brachiosaurus, or whatever. Right, right after the flood, you know, God made a covenant with Noah. And this is in the part where He says, you know, you can now eat meat, and uh, it also says that, you know, He's giving, giving. I'm trying to find the verse here. It says, you know, no, God gives Noah dominion over all the animals. It says, or now that they can, uh, or it says here, it says, it is for you every beast of the earth. You know, after this, the animals are coming out of the ark, and then uh, you know, it says, you know, I establish my covenant with you that never again I'll. Sh- Shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood? Which right there, it also seems like all flesh have been cut off by the waters of the flood. Right. And uh, and then uh, it talks about you know making the rainbow. Well, you know, I can't. It's right in there in that Noah's and God's covenant they made each other. But it says that uh, you know all creatures will uh, basically fear man. Mm-hmm. Like he's gonna 
And so, which makes me think that like all the creatures previously to this, there were creatures previously to the flood that didn't fear man. Right. So, uh, which that to me was talking about, you know, uh, dinosaurs and, and things to me, but, uh, yeah, it, but you know, you know th- those, um, those, because uh, wh- wh- where you're looking here is, uh, starting in verse, it's in nine. yeah, chapter nine, it's verse, um, uh, verse eight is where it, get, where it starts. You know, then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, behold, I establish my covenant with you and your offspring after you and with every living creature that is with you the birds, the livestock, and every beast. It goes on, um, I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. Um, and and you know, for, for, firstly, I want to stop, stop right there and say that you know, it, if the flood was not a universal, like, global flood, then God God has, has already broken that covenant because, you know, if it, if it were a local flood, um, God has God essentially would have lied. Uh, you know, right there, saying that he would never do it again because there have been floods and floods and floods and floods and more floods. I mean, look at uh, was it Harvey um, a year and a half ago? Uh, you know, when uh, you know, Hurricane Harvey came through and flooded Houston, um, and so uh, you know that those kind of floods they happen. But you know, the the flood that, that that was happening here in Genesis was a was a catastrophic, complete face of the earth underwater flood. Um, and you know, some people may might ask where where those 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 waters come from, or where the the water was to to to, to cover the earth that deeply. Um, and 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 so the the answer to that is there there were subterranean um, pockets of water, uh, aquifers, it, yeah, yeah uh, uh, aquifers. And you, it, it, if you look up under the, if you look around the Pacific Rim especially, uh, there are. Um, you know, there's the, the typical continental shelf you know, drop off and then you, you go out a little further and then, oh, look, there's a mile, a mile drop off or a mile deep drop off even further uh, around the, the, the Pacific Rim and in uh, some parts of the Pacific Ocean. I can't remember the name of the islands, but there are these these islands that are uh, that are, you know, about a mile down from the surface of, uh, of, of the ocean. And, uh, you know, from what used to be the shoreline on those islands, uh, there there was a uh, if you go down 150 feet from f- deeper than the sh- than the original shoreline, there's a certain kind of coral that only grows within you know within 200 feet or so of the surface of the of of, of the water. Well, how did those corals get there? Well, they had to have been there prior to the flood, and so. Um, you know that that shows that that there was you know when, when all the water from beneath that water that land um, came out, the whole thing sunk down into the Pacific. Um, and so that's the. Uh, you need to put a, a shout out to Grady McMurtry. Yes, yeah, yes, Doctor Grady McMurtry of Creation Worldview.org. Uh, I, I can't remember the name of his book either, but but, but uh, his website is creationworldview.org. Uh, there, there will be, be a link link in the show notes. Uh, you know, the, this, this guy is a uh, lifetime member of the the Mensa Genius Group. Um, and, you know, he, he's a, a super smart guy. Uh, was an atheist, now now a creationist. And uh, anyhow, you know, he he has a lot of stuff on on YouTube, and and uh, he's just a super smart guy. Anyhow, you know, all, all that to say, you know, that there are, you know, a lot of people will say that science doesn't back religion or science doesn't back the Bible. But, you know, from everything that I've seen, science, you know, backs the Bible and the Bible backs science. You know, it's just, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of scientists that don't want to believe it and don't want to, to give to give it uh, any credence, which means that they're not truly scientists because scientists are supposed to be seeking truth and, you know, not not pushing their own agenda. 
but but anyhow um so so back 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 to the flood though uh, you know, in starting in verse twelve of chapter nine, you know, God said, "This is the sign of the covenant that I make between between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you and the earth." Um, and and again, you know, at this point, there there hadn't been any clouds either, because you know, if we, if we remember back back in Genesis or the 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 early parts of Genesis, I think it's chapter one and two. Um, you know, it talks about you know, the, the the plants being watered by a mist coming up from the ground, not coming down from the sky. Uh, and so there hadn't been clouds then either. <clears throat> and and also, you know, like I said, there hadn't been rain. Um, but uh, it says, uh, you know, I, I think it's interesting that 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 God uses a rainbow uh, to you know for His promise or to to remind us of His promise. Um, you know, because you know the rainbow was only possible by by. Uh, only possible to, to happen by there being clouds and by there being some kind of rain. Um, and so, so, you know, again, that, that, that's something that wouldn't have been seen prior to this. Now, uh, in today's world, you know, the rainbow has been distorted. It has been used now to represent pride, you know, specifically gay pride or the LGBTQ alphabet soup letters after that. Um, you know, and, and and so yeah, I find it interesting that you know, that that community has taken that taken you know uh, the the covenant promise reminder that God chose to represent, um, or that God chose to remind the world that He's not going to wipe out the world because of that kind of sin again, uh, and, and and yet they use that as their flag. But anyways, um, and so uh, as far as the 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 fear of the animals, I I I remember seeing that too, but I can't seem to to find that either. Oh, here it is right here. It's right there at the beginning. Uh, the beginning of chapter 9 says, And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And there in verse 2 it says, The fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and open, oh, and upon every bird of the heavens and upon everything that creeps on the ground and all the fish of the sea. Into your hand they are delivered. Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. And as I give you the green plants, I shall give you everything. But well, there's a lot of interesting things, you know, for the rest of humanity that's described right here in uh, chapter nine, you know, talks about cooking the food. Mm. It says, uh, you know, you, you can't eat something with life still in it. Uh, the death penalty is started right here. It says, whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed for God has made man in his own image. So it's like the first uh, God giving permission for the death penalty for murder. Right. And uh, there's a lot of other good stuff in there. Well, and, and, and you know, too, you know, there there are a lot of uh, uh, animistic uh, religions. You know, those that that, that they they worship um, worship spirits or worship demons and things. Especially, you know, animistic religions are found found uh, especially in in the uh, in the tribal areas of Africa still today, um, and, and especially in in parts of India um, that aren't pop aren't aren't like. Uh, Aren't you know developed into you know cities cities and things? Um, there there, are, there are, are still a lot of animistic religions over there, and and and, and in these places, uh, a lot of them, you know, part of their ceremonies is drinking the blood um, of you know, uh, of an animal or of you know in, in some cases even the people that they've that they've sacrificed or killed, uh, and, and so you know it, it, it that goes to show that um, you know. Those spirits that they are worshiping are, are evil spirits because they are not abiding by what God says uh, here in His Word. Um, and so, um, but anyhow, yeah, you know, you know, that 
Well, one, one last thing I want to touch on though, uh, which I kind of I'm glad you, I'm glad you found that the fear verse because it's right before that one. You know, verse one of chapter nine says uh, that you know, you know God tells Noah and his sons uh, to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Well, you know that, that that's kind of a shout out you know, back to to the Garden of Eden again. You know where God told Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Uh, and and you know, next week we'll, we'll be looking into uh, the uh, the uh, the descendants of Noah uh, and the and the uh, and the Tower of Babel and and you, you, uh, everything. Then you know, from, from there on, where we where we see um, you know. Uh, languages come about and and uh, the world being divided and everything and by those languages but but uh you know Noah and his sons they were commanded to to have kids and to multiply and to, to or excuse me to be fruitful and multiply and and fill the earth you know, and not just to congregate in one spot um, but we, we will get get more into that uh, come next week um, but uh, uh, Aaron do, do you have, have any any uh, any final closing remarks? Uh, yeah, same general remarks I have every time. Uh, Jesus is coming, and uh, just like in the ark, or just like in Noah's day, you know, he knew that Jesus was coming, and he was preparing. And uh, and I think just like I was talking about before, he was a witness to other people, uh, and showing that he was preparing. Just like I would tell all of our listeners, we need to continue to prepare because Jesus may come today or whenever he comes, or you could die today and then you'll be just the same with the Lord. So while we're here on earth, we need to continue to prepare and to prepare each other, let iron sharpen iron and uh, do God's work day- daily and uh, try to reach lost people for the glory of God. So uh, that's all I got. All right. Well, uh, uh, as always, guys, you know, uh, we, 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 we would love to, to hear from you. Uh, so uh, it, you can go to uh, allthemore.com slash contact, and there will be a, there's a contact form there where you can submit questions or feedback or, or really you know, a- anything you want to you uh, you ask us or tell us. You can uh, submit it there. And uh, you know, please you know, feel free to, to, to share, uh, share this podcast around. Um, it, uh, if, you want, if you'd like to subscribe, you can go to uh, allthemore.com slash subscribe, and then there will be a, a link uh, that you can click for your uh, favorite podcasting app, be it iTunes or Stitcher or Pocket Casts or Google Play or whatever else, um, or Overcast. You can find, you know, find any of those there and some others as well. Um, But uh, until next time, guys, uh, keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more. Thanks for listening to the All the More podcast. If you like what you've heard or are interested in other related content, head on over to allthemore.com. That's allthemore with two O's dot com. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your other favorite podcasting app. Until next time, keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more.